What is up, you guys? You are tuning in to the Health Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Prestano, a personal trainer, nutrition coach, teacher, wife, dog mom to two, and mommy to be. Wow, that's weird to say. After too many years of playing it cool and trying to live up to society's standards, I decided it was time to share my voice. I hope that this is a place you will come to share your journey and to feel supported on your way. We'll talk all things health, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, and just some good old girl chat. Thanks for coming along. Let's get going. What is up, guys? You are here for the first legit episode of Health Without Limits. If you haven't caught it, episode one was just kind of a short intro to me. It was really, quite honestly, me babbling and being a little bit awkward, trying to like fit my life story into a 10-minute clip. But I would recommend that you go endure that awkwardness with me so that you kind of have an idea of how this podcast was born and where it's going. But today's episode is going to be more my normal length, my normal podcast, where I'm just chatting it up with you guys. And we're going to be talking about my pregnancy journey. And as I'm sitting here, I have done podcasts in the past, and it is so flipping weird to be talking about my pregnancy journey because never ever has that been a topic of an episode on my podcast and it's kind of cool kind of weird kind of crazy I still kind of feel like I'm a little kid playing dress up and the joke's on me but it's not so um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a background in case you do not know me and my family but Keith is my husband. We met in college. We've been together um, actually more than 10 years at this point. So really we joke that like we don't have tons of memories of times when we weren't together because I don't know about you guys but you kind of like lose anything that's like 10 plus years old. So that's kind of where we live. And we have two little fur babies, Lily and Wrigley. You'll hear them in the background quite often. But Keith and I, like I said, we've been together for a while. We've done the distance thing. We obviously went to college together. Um, We've gone through all sorts of career changes and different school degrees and just these, you know how it goes with your partner, that you go through different roads and journeys with each other and it's really cool that you get to do it with this other person and then look back and be like, oh my god, look at how far we've come. So if you do know us, then you know as soon as we got married, we were getting the questions of when are you having babies? And we would constantly say, oh, it's going to be a long time. It's going to be so long. Like, we are not having kids anytime soon. And it was that way, I would say, up until, like, this summer. So this summer, we celebrated our four-year wedding anniversary. And I don't know if it was COVID. I don't know if it was just the timing. But both of us started having just this feeling that it was time to start having kids. And... It was weird. Like we, I remember having the discussion with Keith and we were both like, is this for real? Like, are we being serious? Are we ready for this? You know? So to kind of spare you guys the details, we decided that yes, it felt like it was time. No, we probably would never feel 100% ready because does anybody ever? And let's just do this. So we were fortunate enough to get pregnant quickly. Um, We weren't expecting that. We kind of thought it would be a journey for us, and it wasn't. So we were feeling really fortunate with that. 
And I'll have an episode coming up here soon with Keith where we talk a little bit more about, you know, how I told him that we were pregnant and what it's been like for us in our relationship so far. So in recording this podcast right now, I'm about 13 weeks along and, you know, making my way into the second trimester, which I'm real excited about. But kind of wanted to talk to you guys today about like, as a woman what it's been like for me I talked about it a little bit with Keith but like I don't know you can't with the guys they just you can't get into detail so talk a little bit more woman to woman about how it's been so far in the first trimester and how it has impacted my health as somebody that struggled in the past a lot with disordered eating and with my exercise but also had really found this solid ground where I felt like great about my intuitive eating, about my nutrition, about my workouts, and kind of how that's changed for me um, since getting that positive pregnancy test. So I found out that I was pregnant in August. And to begin with, I wasn't really having any symptoms. Um, I would say I started having this feeling where like my stomach was empty like I could legitimately feel that it was empty and I needed to eat and my breasts were sore a little bit I don't like that word breasts I say boobs but I feel like that's inappropriate too but whatever we're all girls here anyways those were really my only symptoms and it wasn't until about six weeks that I actually legitimately started having symptoms and I remember I was so naive thinking like maybe I won't have like first trimester sickness maybe I'm just like this is it like where I feel more hungry than usual and my boobs are a little sore lol because no literally week six hit and my body crashed I was like throwing up non-stop I was not keeping water down um god bless my husband he is a bit of a panicker and he'll be listening to this podcast right now shaking his head disagreeing with me but he is. Um, if you know him and you've seen him with our dogs, then you're shaking your head agreeing with me. But anyways, God bless his heart. So he's like Googling, like my wife is throwing up yellow bile or she's throwing up water. Like, what do I do? And he's, you know, we got to go to the emergency room, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I like put the hold up on that. We did not go to the emergency room, but I did get put on some anti-nausea meds because I'm a teacher and throwing up nonstop and not being able to like lift my head off the pillow was not going to work in my professional life. So those have been a game changer for me. And for the most part, I've been feeling a lot better. Um, I still have waves of nausea throughout the day. I still have, you know, headaches that come. I've thrown up a few times, but it's manageable at this point. Whereas before I could not even function. So I will take this all day, every day, although I'll also take it when it ends. Um, So that's kind of been the rundown of my symptoms. Um, Oh, also TMI, but I am sweating like crazy at night. And I asked my midwife if that's normal and she said, oh yes, but I am not enjoying it, especially in this cold weather and having to pee in the night, getting out of bed and then getting in a cold sweat is just not fun. So that's been, you know, special times, but keeps us on top of cleaning our sheets, keeping everything clean. So whatever, silver lining. Um, so yeah. And 
now that, well, not now that, I got my appetite back, I would say by um, probably like between week eight and week nine. So prior to pregnancy, I was in a place where I was eating really nutrient-dense foods. So we would often have big loaded up salads for lunch with um, organic spinach and different kinds of greens. We would put some roasted squash or sweet potato in there. We would have some other roasted vegetables, some grilled chicken, like all the goods. And I went through a phase of probably four or five weeks where there was no way in hell I was putting anything green in my body. I was not gonna eat any kind of meat for protein. It really was just like simple carbs. So by week eight or nine, I started to get an appetite back where I felt like I could tolerate some of those things and kind of slowly reintroduce them, which for me was just like, thank God, not even from a guilty standpoint, but just like, I know that I function better when I'm actually getting some nutrients in my body versus just like simple sugars. So that's kind of where I've been living, but the biggest adjustment for me has been the carbs. So, and it's not that I didn't eat carbs before. Like I definitely was still a carb eater prior to pregnancy, but carbs are my main macro source, my main food source that keeps me stable, like with my sickness. So if I don't eat a carb source, I would say every like one to two hours, I start to feel nauseous and I've had times where I haven't eaten soon enough and I've actually thrown up um, and other like proteins or fats don't do it for me. Those will not fulfill what I need. So it's just been strange for me because we have like in a legit snack cupboard in our house and we never really did before. So like we always have pretzels and tortilla chips and like graham crackers or something like that on hand. And for me to have those more than once a day has been interesting. Um, pasta has become a food or a meal in our weekly rotation of meals. Um, yeah, it's just, it's different. And at first, I, I'm going to be honest, like I did struggle a little bit because carbs were the main food group that were a trigger for me in my past disordered eating relationship. So... Oh my God, Wrigley has this squeaky toy and decided right now was the time for us to play with it. But anyways, dog mom life, it's fine. So anyways, carbs were a trigger for me. So I was starting to feel some of like that guilt creeping in when I was really eating or am still eating more carbs because we're told as a society that carbs make us fat. And I felt that I was eating quote unquote too many of them. And your body, you know, during pregnancy is not going in the direction of losing weight. In fact, you're bloating and you're putting on weight. So then it's like this whole mind game of like, oh my God, I'm eating too much and I'm getting fat, but I'm supposed to be like, I don't know, whatever. So I'm pretty much past that hump now. And that really came for me when we had our first ultrasound because I saw the baby and I got to hear the baby's heartbeat and... That was when it really clicked for me, like, holy moly, you are growing a human, your body is doing something amazing, and you need to do everything that you can do to accommodate it. And at this point, eating is going to accommodate, and if eating looks like more carbohydrates than usual, 
to get fuel in my body, then so be it. Because luckily I have gotten salads back in there. I am able to have veggies with dinner. I can have fruit during the day. It just so happens that my snacks are more carby than they used to be. But that's what my body needs right now. And that's what kind of clicked it into like, it's more than just you and your negative thoughts, Caroline. Like, this is a necessity. Um, the other thing that really changed for me um, outside of my nutrition was my exercise. So, like I said, prior to pregnancy, I was in a really good place with my exercise. I was actually really experimenting with new types of exercise because I had spent so many years, like, being just a gym goer that I felt like, you know, I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. So, prior to pregnancy, I, or the year before pregnancy, I should say, I ran two half marathons. I started getting more into like circuit style, high intensity training. I started going to more classes at different studios around here. And then I took up biking. So I was doing like long bike rides every week and incorporating things like that. So just lots of different like things, versatile with my exercise. And as you can imagine, I hit a wall when around six weeks came. Um, I was exhausted. I am exhausted. And my body was not having it with workouts like that. And I knew that it also was not safe for me to push myself in that way at this point. So I went from working out five or six days a week to like three days a week is my goal right now. And my workouts are anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes tops. And then I walk regularly every night. But again, that was an adjustment for me. And at the beginning, I went through this guilt of like, well, no, let me go back. At the beginning, when I was throwing up, I did not give a shit that I wasn't working out because <laughs> there was no way. But then once I got the nausea and the vomiting under control, then I felt guilt because it was like, I should be working out. And my husband right now is, you know, on, a, on this really good journey with his health and fitness and he's making a lot of gains but he's working out like five days a week and so then on the days I was taking rest days I felt like well shit if Keith's going to work out like I should work out but again I pretty quickly got past that because my body was physically telling me that it was not an option it really wasn't me being lazy it was my body can't handle that right now and I knew that if I pushed it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like pushing it the way that I used to prior to pregnancy. It would be really a negative, <laughs> negative plan. Um, but like I said, I picked up walking regularly. We've always walked our dogs, but he and I go on longer walks now. And I have been loving that just because it's my own quiet time. I can listen to a podcast or music or call a friend, call a family member and Keith likes to joke, but my pace has uh, slowly decreased in our walks and my heart rate has uh, slowly gone up in our walks. Uh, the stamina is definitely down, but I enjoy our walks and I figure if I'm moving my body in some way every single day, then I'm being healthy. And that kind of brings me around to this podcast, Health Without Limits. Because you are hearing the roller coaster that my health has gone through. And in my earlier days, in, you know, college days, I was not healthy. I thought I was being healthy. I was not healthy. 
But then I found this relationship with health that worked for the time of my life that I was in. Now, in the way that I'm living, I still believe that I'm living healthy. But it's for this phase of life that I'm in. I'm always going to be someone that values movement. I'm always going to be someone that values putting nutrients in my body and fueling my body. But on top of that, I'm also somebody that values listening to my body and following its cues to give it what it needs. And in this journey that my life is in right now, or I should say in this stage that my life is in right now, health looks totally different. It's a totally new um, realm of health for me that I haven't explored before. And my body, I'm just kind of letting it take the lead. And as long as I feel that A, I'm moving daily in some way, B, I'm putting some nutrients in my body, but I'm also feeding my body. I'm not restricting it. And C, I'm taking care of my mind and allowing myself some self-care and relaxation. That's health. And I think that a lot of us are missing that piece on our journeys because we are constantly shown, whether it's through the media, whether it's through Instagram, whether it's through, you know, any social media outlet or through our friend group or in our professional lives that it is awarded to be go, go, go. And it is looked upon, like it's, it's, uh, what am I trying to say? The words are escaping me. That's another pregnancy symptom of mine. Um, it is like prided or I know prided is not a word, but it's, um, I don't know, I guess I'll just say awarded again. If you are doing a workout that leaves you like exhausted and wanting to throw up and you are cheered on if you say no to a piece of pizza and order a salad instead, like there are so many connotations that go with the decisions that you make for health And you are either cheered on for them or you are put down for them. And that was my whole point in making this podcast is that that's not the way it should be. Because the way that you live healthy and the way that I live healthy is going to be different depending on where we are in our lives and what our bodies need. And there's no reason for us to be cheering somebody on or putting them down for the decisions that they're making. We should be constantly looking at our health as an evolving door and building on it and upgrading it and giving it what it needs in that stage of life that we're in. And for me, it took a long time to wrap my head around not being constantly go, 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 not constantly putting pedal to the metal with my workouts or constantly being on with my nutrition. And I'll be honest, it took pregnancy for me to feel like I'm probably, I would say, 85% of the way comfortable with living healthy in this phase that I'm in. Um, Like I've talked about, I am coming around to my workouts. I am coming around to my nutrition. But as somebody that is very much so go, 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 for me to come home at the end of the day and really just have the energy to sit on the couch for the night I feel like guilty for that. And that's something that I've been working on. Um, You know, I still come home and I'll walk Wrigley because he would be a nut job if I didn't walk him. 
but often, you know, Keith's not home until later at night and often I will eat my dinner on the couch and either read a book or watch a couple episodes of a show and that is an adjustment for me because I feel like I'm not supposed to be doing that. I should be getting work done. I should be using my brain. But that's another version of health. And when I'm saying this, I don't want it to sound like, yep, what I'm saying is you should be lazy and do nothing all day and eat whatever the hell you want and not work out because that's health. That's not what I'm saying. But it's a balance. So in this phase of my life, I work full time. I get daily movement in and I have other responsibilities at home and outside of work. Those things are enough to occupy me and keep me busy. And so I need to balance it out with rest, relaxation, and self-care. That's healthy. And that's where it's this phase of my life, but it's just learning that given that take of what does that balance look like for you? And how are you going to make it work? And how are we going to support each other in making it work rather than making that person feel like, Either they're on top of the world because they're doing something amazing or they should be hiding in embarrassment because what they're doing is shameful. So that's been, like I said, an adjustment for me. And I think that as I'm saying this, honestly, I think that we, I put it on ourselves more. I perceive that I'm a certain way and then I assume that other people are going to think that about me but we're the hardest critics on ourselves and it's really not usually that way when it's displayed publicly and to other people. Um, But yeah, that was a little long-winded, but that kind of felt good to get off my chest. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with symptoms. That's where I'm at mentally. That's where I'm at physically. Honestly, like I said, I'm about 13 weeks along. So this has become like my new norm where I'm used to this new routine. I'm settling into it. And within the last, I would say, two weeks, I've started to get a little bit more energy, which has been super fun in my workouts. It has been nice to be able to just kind of have a little bit more pep in my step. Um, I will say that Christmas music helps. If you don't know me, I'm obsessed with Christmas. And no, it's not too early to listen to Christmas music or watch a Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm on it. But it does feel good to have a little bit of that energy back. And what I'm told is that there's more of that to come in the coming weeks. So I'm pumped up for that. I'm ready for just feeling a little bit more energized um, for whatever the day throws me. But that's where I'm at. That's a little first trimester recap. Like I said, I'm going to be having an episode with Keith on here soon, just kind of talking about giving him the news and hearing his perspective a little bit. That's always fun. And yeah, I'm excited. I've got some episodes planned, but also I want to hear from you guys. I want to know like, what are things you're wondering about? What are things you're struggling with? What are things that, you know, society is telling you that are bringing you down? Um, And on the flip side, I also want to have guests on here that share their journey and they share how they've overcome some of these Um, societal obstacles and what health looks like in the phase of life that they're in. So I'm excited for this. I think this is going to be a really cool platform for all of us to come together to just feel supported, challenge the norm, and just start finding what health 
actually looks like rather than the trendy word that it's become. Um, like I always say, you guys can find my contact information in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to know you're out there. And I would love if you guys would subscribe and rate the podcast. Um, your support really is going to be what keeps this going and kind of puts this community together for us. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Health Without Limits podcast. You guys know that I appreciate your support more than anything and really love having this outlet to just share my voice too. Don't forget to reach out to me on social media so that we can connect. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Both of those will be in the notes section of this episode. I'll catch you guys in the next one.